What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Stefan Five Podcast. Okay, I uh, okay. I'm gonna talk about New Year's, how that went, the New Year's Eve experience. Uh, text I got yesterday morning that ruined my day. Ruined, I think, is the right way to say it. But I say ruined, and people, whatever. Anyway, so uh, New Year's dinner. And my meeting with Pat, my business partner. Okay, so New Year's experience was, uh, it actually started off quite well. I didn't get as, I wasn't as productive on New Year's Eve day as I thought I would be. But uh, Ryan Trimble called me. And Ryan Trimble is a world-class, I don't know if he's actually considered world-class, by too many but he legitimately makes video production as good as you can get like or he can he can get there and he has i've seen his work and and uh so and he just feels a burden to help me so that is extremely good news uh it's not like a quick fix to anything but it's vital it really is to have your message come across through video and the good quality is just an added bonus he's got a lot of skills uh with writing, uh, I'm getting distracted here. Uh, got a text come in. Anyway, uh, his he's got he's got writing skills, degrees, and all that to kind of help simplify uh, complexities. So that's super awesome. So we're gonna. And like, there's a video that I seen that I just think is the absolute gold standard for branding. You, like uh, just branding your your explanation of, of who you are and what you do and it's a two-minute video and I want to model it so bad that I actually sent it to a few people and like this is what we need to model you know and uh and and Brian knew exactly what I was talking about and he's like yeah no we can do that no problem so that's super awesome so anyway that was exciting and then went uh got a little work done and fell into uh uh, Facebook Live with actually Caleb Maddox was talking, him and his buddy, I don't know his buddy's name, but he's a stud too, uh, about like if you're going to if you're gonna have a business online and you're going to do it without webinars, then you're not going to succeed, more or less. Like that is, that's the thing. But webinars are hard work and whatever. So people always try to find the easiest way to get out and everything else. Well, they were talking about... You know, there's a new way to do it, and it's actually a lot easier than the old way. It doesn't require the tech and everything else. And I was pretty well aware of this concept, but it's just making it that much more evident that that's the route we need to go for the online presence. But uh, what they said, which really excited me, is affiliate marketing. And I didn't know exactly what they meant by that, but I, it, I, I thought it meant like joint venture. And they said, there's no commitment. You just connect with somebody with a huge email list because that is the ultimate. The only thing that surpasses webinars is your email list because you can reach out to them for free and you can send them an offer. And once you get good at writing the emails and you warm them up, then like they'll, some will buy and you'll make money. So, uh, and then he's like, these joint ventures or they call it affiliate. You just, you ask somebody to email their list. And even if you got to give them a high percentage of your income off of the deal, it's money you would have never had. 
and they've already got the list and they've got it. To, and it's just like, wow. It's like, I knew of that concept, but it was like, I'm not that far off from being able to do something like that. So who knows? So that's pretty exciting that, you know, that exists. So anyway, then went from there to Cafe Del Rio, had a, had a meal, had a cheap meal, didn't, whatever. Yeah. I mean, it was fine. I mean, it was cold out. The music was too loud, Ugh. but it was, it was fine. It was good. Got together with some friends that I'm not, they're new friends kind of. So it was kind of fun. So, and then we went over and played games at one of the new friends house and, and it was a good time. It really was like, I kind of feel like, oh, all this kind of stuff is a waste of time. I need to be working and getting my life put together. But fellowship and connecting with people is very important. It is. And it was good conversation and there was decent, good, fun and so I'm really glad I did it. Uh, and one of the things I did, I'm uh, like a, an advice machine. People do send, tend to come to me for advice. Maybe they don't. Maybe I just tell them. I may just tell advice all the time. I need to stop that because people don't like being told things. But some people really gravitate toward that. So, and they want to hear what I have to say. And I got a lot to say because all I do is listen to geniuses talk. So I regurgitate that to some degree. And then people are like, oh, wow, that makes sense. So anyway, but uh, I was super, super intense. And I'm not even sure what I said is right because sometimes I get like super uh, just into it. And I just see things so clear. And it's just brutal. The brutal truth of the way I see things. And so I express it the way I see it. And I want to be clear, just because I express it a certain way doesn't mean I'm living it. I just believe that to be true. And I could be wrong. And what I told this lady, because she's getting into a relationship with God and a life of abundance and peace and all that, and just came from a life of misery, because we, I mean, whatever, life is miserable, right? And, uh, and I... I told her that as far as I can tell, I've never heard of anybody actually getting to their goal or their target that they've placed without modifying the five closest people in their life. Because if you are the average of the five people you most hang around, like that is true. You hear it from all the top high performance people. They will tell you that. As far as I can tell, nobody disputes that. And I, I believe it to be true. And so if you're not where you want to be, then the five people you most hang around must, by definition, they have to, it has to be altered, right? You know, maybe you got to get rid of one. Maybe you got to get rid of them all. You probably got to get rid of them all if you want something completely different than what you have and, uh, and, and replace them with other ones. So then, of course, it's like, well, what if it's your parents? And it's like, that is such a hard question. Of course, it wasn't hard for me because I'm like all revved up and I'm just like, well, it doesn't matter. I mean, it, this is a binary statement. Like you're five people. It doesn't matter who it is. And then, you know, we attain to the, you know, this, the truth of the Bible. I mean, I just believe it to be infallible and true. So uh, <laughs> the Bible says you got to love me more than your, your wife and your kids and your parents and your blah, 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 all that stuff. Like there's a scripture in there. I need to memorize it word for word. Trust me, it's in there. And uh, it, you just need to, you need to pick a target and, and you need to move toward that target and then uh, inform the people in your life of what your life looks like by definition. And if they want access to you, then they need to get in line with where you're going. And uh, it's super hard though. It is because uh, 
when dealing with people that you've had a relationship with so long before, they'll be like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I'm all for you. But then everything just kind of goes back to normal. And it's so hard because it's hardwired into us, our actions and the way that we talk and the emotions that we elicit from other people. And, and it just it's just so toxic. And it's so hard to get away because you feel morally obligated to have compassion toward these people and everything. And it's like, ah, oh, life is so difficult. But I do believe that if they're not, if they're, if they're toxic and they're not in line with where you want to go, you cut them out and it doesn't matter who they are. And I think that's the best case strategy. If you completely cut it off because then they realize they're, you're serious. And if they really do care, then they'll get in line. And my whole deal was, okay, I live for God. Now I will be at church every time that there's church. So if you want a relationship with me, that's where I'll be period. End of story. And so like, but it, it, that's just not feasible for most people, I guess. Uh, and I'm not even saying it's right. It is, it's what I did because I'm just so rigid. And, uh, and so that's my advice. And, and like I said, I'm not even sure it's right. I mean, I do believe it is, but anyway. So anyway, stay up past midnight, first time in like forever, which I'm kind of glad I did. Cause it's like, yeah, yeah. New, new year. Uh, Anyway, uh, and then the next day, get up, go to the gym. So this is six days in a row now. Today would be six. That was the, the fifth day of, of doing CrossFit. So that's a good feeling to really have your thing. And I'm super, 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 super excited because I'm going to go meet Ryan at 11 o'clock. So I got to get this workout in quick and leave it early. I actually got to leave the workout a little early so I can make it to this thing. And we're going to you know go with all these things you know with the video stuff and... So I go and I get to the end and I'm like, okay, I got to leave. And I get a text from Ryan. Oh yeah, let's do it Tuesday. And it's like, oh God, I did not even see that coming. But here's the thing. It's like, I should have known that was coming. That is the pattern. And this is some deep stuff. So I'm going to get into something here. Oh, that I need to better prepare and articulate because I think it's a big part of who I am, but I think I just got a revelation on exactly what to do and how to handle stuff like this. Okay, since I was a kid, my dad made promises to me, like, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, you know, whether it's going hunting or fishing. I don't ever remember him saying we were going to go fishing, but the hunting, yeah, I wanted to hunt. Okay, we're going to go hunting. We're going to go golfing. Of course, I didn't care about golfing, but he had done it and he thought it was fun and he wanted to take me, so we're going to do that. Or my main thing is I wanted to do the stuff that determined that you were a man. So, like, I don't know. I just want to be a man. Like, when I was a little boy, I want to be a man, you know. So I always worked outside. I worked hard and this and that. But the most prestigious things that we did on the farm, supposedly, I mean, whatever, it's really not, but it's the chopping. So chopping is where you chop the the crop and you blow it into a wagon and then you blow it up to the silo or put it in a pile or in a bag or whatever. But the, so there's a like, it's the one in the field actually running the chopper, the machine that does that. So there's a bunch of other jobs in there that I always did. And I thought the chopping was the most prestigious. So that's what I wanted to do. And then, so there's four, three to four crops of hay each year. So every year, like, yeah, you, you can chop uh, next year. Uh, is, is what he'd tell me. And then and next year would come, he'd be like, oh no, well, we're too busy now. You can chop uh, the second crop. 
And then second crop, oh, no, no, too busy. Third crop, and fourth crop, which most of the time there really wasn't a fourth crop. Next year, first crop, second crop, and then combining as well. That was really, uh, that was the most prestigious. And just every single year, it was like, nope, nope, too busy, can't do it, nope, too busy, can't do it. And then we never went for golfing. We never went hunting. It's just like all these things that was like, oh, you're excited to go do, and then you, it doesn't happen. And uh, so I don't know. I think that if something like that happens enough, it forms a neurological network in your brain to where you almost attract that. You attract that outcome subconsciously. You don't really think people are going to do what they said they were going to do. And I would say probably the hardest hit I've ever got emotionally was like six months ago, okay, I'm putting together the three-step decontamination process to market to churches because, you know, they want to have church and this and that and everything else. And, and I had a meeting with my pastor and he said, and I'm all trying to prepare everything so perfect before I go out there and know all my stuff and everything else. He's like, no, you just need to get on the phone. You just need to get on the phone and call them, tell them what you got to offer and this and that. And I'm like, yeah, I know, but I got to do this, I got to do that. He's like, no, you got to get on the phone. And like, and it was a God thing. Like he put his foot down. He's like, no, you have got to stop preparing. You know enough. You've got to reach out to your potential clients and just get on the phone and do it. And I don't know, there's just a, a block there and I'm just a coward and too terrified to do it. Like, you know, I do it a little, but then don't get any results and this and that, blah, blah, blah. And what he said was, he's like, okay, no, we're going we're gonna to schedule some time and you're going to come in here and we're going to make sales calls and we're going to do it together. And, uh, and that right there meant more to me than anything ever in my entire life. Like it just meant so much. And then the day that we had scheduled to do it was actually my birthday. And I just thought, like, God, I'm so grateful. Like, there's not a better birthday present I could ever get than that. You know, it's like somebody actually, you know, when they actually hear out the situation, like, this is what's needed. And it, it was exactly what was needed. And then willing to help you do it, you know, and uh, at least figure out, get some data on how to adjust your offer or whatever. But... And it was just, yeah, I could not have been more elated from that. And, uh, but then that morning came and I got a text. Let's reschedule. And I, I don't know. And that, 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 that has been probably the hardest thing to deal with my entire life. <laughs> as crazy as that sounds, like I've been through hell but it's just the unmet expectation you know you get so excited that things are going to turn out and then it just completely falls through and it was like but here's the thing I've gotten so like cold and I guess emotionally stung by it's like okay fine if you don't want to do something with me I and, and here's my thing. Like, I guess I'm overly empathetic because like when people try to get me to do something I don't want to do, like I legitimately just, I hate that. I absolutely hate that. So I'm not going to do that to other people. Like if you don't want to be around me, then I'm not going to like force you to do it. 
But then again, like I may be interpreting the reschedule as someone not wanting to be around me when that might not be the truth at all. And so, but I'm not going to follow up. I'm like, fine, have it your way. You know, I'm not, I'm just out of pride and the pride is not, you know, that's not good. You know, according to the Bible, like, so it's a pride issue. And uh, so then that's, but here's the thing. Like if that would have went down, then I would not have met Dennis and had the opportunity to sell Active Pure. And Active Pure, I actually believe in. And it really, uh, the three-step decontamination process, like I just don't believe in it. It's not that I think it's necessarily bad, but I don't truly believe in it. And you can only do something you don't truly believe in for so long before it starts to eat away at your soul. Like, and I absolutely truly believe in Active Peer and the opportunity to sell it is, is the, it's an opportunity I wouldn't trade for anything else in the world as far as opportunity goes. Like if it gets in the way of my salvation, then it's, it's absolutely out. And that has to be the case 100% of the time because think about it, really? I mean, who wants to burn in eternity? I mean, that's just stupid to even think that something could come against that. But... So it all works together for the good, right? But it's just another experience of the letdown. Uh, And then I get a job at Main Street Medical and everything's going to get, going to get the job. It's all, it's a done deal. And I think I mentioned this in the podcast and then it falls through. Oh, unmet expectations. And I need that job. Like literally it came out of nowhere. I'm praying, God, I need something. I can't do this. I can't do that financially. My phone rings, bam. It's a $700 deal. It's just enough for what I need. And it completely falls through. I said, God, that sucks. And then so there's a case at one of our, it's not really my client per se, but it's a guy I met, uh, He's got active peer and he had a case because after the holidays, somebody came back and had COVID and blah, blah, blah. So now it's been in the thing. So they're going to do a, a, a treatment. It's not a three-step or whatever. So then Dennis tells him to have me come in and do a three-step decontamination process. And that's not what he said, but that's what we call this. That's what I call this. But, you know, have them spray for COVID, you know, is what they call it. So I'm going to do that. I leave a flyer for that. And the, the person that got the flyer called Dennis and he's like, you have a company? that does your spraying that's called smells like new. So it's like, I think I mentioned this too. And it's like, oh, wow, dude, who knew, right? Who knew that that was affecting me? And uh, that's actually good news. Like it, it is because if things aren't working and then someone says, well, this is what's wrong, then you can change what's wrong. Now, changing that is a little overwhelming. It's a lot overwhelming, actually. You got to change well, whatever it is and it's not. Like if you actually just break it down into bite-sized pieces, it's just something you got to do. But in the moment, it's a lot. So uh, that's a letdown, right? Bam, that was a bigger job. And then that just completely falls through because of that. And then the video thing. Okay, we got the video thing. And then you're going to reschedule. So it, instantly that hits me as like, he's just not going to do it. And I'm not going to ask him to do it because I don't do that. But I think God spoke to me. Something came in my mind and uh, there's a guy I listen to, man, I forget his name. He is sharp though. But he says that when you're interacting with another human being, you are actually obligated to require an investment out of that person because if they're not invested into the situation, then 
they don't get out of the situation what they could. Because if it's just free and everything's just floating around, they, d- they don't take it seriously. So you, you actually owe them to invest, you know, to pay for your product or this or that or your time or your service. They have to be able to invest into it to some degree. So to where they're sacrificing something else to get it, so then they value it. And it's just true. And I, and I believe that to be true. And so like somebody rescheduling on me and then not actually following up, I need to overdo my pride or, you know, overcome my pride. And it's a disservice to them to not hold their feet to the fire and do what they say they're going to do. Because just like I said, if you don't believe in your product and what you're doing, eventually it eats away at your soul. Well, when you tell someone you're going to do something and you don't do it, you may be able to convince yourself, uh, you know, on the surface that you're a good person and you did everything that you said you were going to do and everything else. But deep down, you know, you didn't follow through with that. So on the other end of that, you actually owe it to the person to actually let make them do what they said they were going to do. And they wouldn't have said they were going to do it unless they want to. Maybe they would actually, because depending on how you got them to say they were going to do it. But these situations that I'm in, like, it's not that these people don't want to do it. It's just life is super busy. I mean, I'm, I know how that is. So, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to follow up with Ryan and we're going to do this. So I made my mind up that I'm going to do that. So that's a kind of a big step for me to overcome my pride and be like, no, dude, like we're doing it. You said you're going to do it. So, and it's going to be great for all of us because it's going to, you know, especially if I make a lot of money off, which we will, you know, this product is amazing. And uh, once all the revenue starts coming in from the videos. That's good advertisement for him. So it really is a win-win. I need to come up with a different name for win-win. I'm going to actually get, I'm going to veer off here a little bit, but I don't like the term win-win because Chris Voss, the lead hostage negotiator for the FBI says that when somebody says to you, they're looking for a win-win, he's never seen a situation where they were not trying to manipulate and take advantage of you. That's to get you to put your guard down and all that. But for lack of a better term, this is a win-win. Uh, I need to come up with a better term. So put that on my list of things to do. Uh, so that's that. Uh, wow, that took a while to talk about that text. And uh, Okay, and then I went to Seth. But the thing is, the fact that he rescheduled, I got to go with Seth to his uh, grandparents and eat some of the best food in the whole wide world because it's always so amazing. Of course, it wasn't really good for my diet. And then we were going to do a Bible study after that but pat called and wanted to meet about the business and everything so we meet about the business and it is just terrible like the whole experience is just like i'm full you know and my brain doesn't work good when i'm full and it's just like oh everything sucks and it just kind of gets to a point like oh i can't do it i'm just too overwhelmed well then i don't know i guess god spoke to me or something and it's like okay well last time we did this we wrote out a linear activation step-by-step plan to get us to our goals and all that And it's like, okay, so what does that say? Well, what that said was the very most important next thing was email. So now I'm going to explain to you the email situation, which there's a lot of backstory email updates through this and everything. But when we did Light Up Vider, Active Campaign is an email autoresponder that I was paying for. $70 a month for a thousand list person. And the reason it's so expensive is because of the customization capabilities of Active campaign but we can only go to a thousand well now we're over a thousand 
So, and they're not, and then the emails that they're actually sending them to, they're not getting it. Comes to find out, like, if in order for them to send 100%, it has to, they have to opt in on their page so they know it's a legitimate email and everything else. And it's like, well, who knew? Well, you learned. So it's like, well, thank God we learned. So then we're like, well, we have to send this pass. It's a ticket to get into the event. So how are we going to do it if it won't even send it? Well, we discovered blind carbon copy. You can do up to 500 in one click. You can blind carbon copy straight from your Gmail. So we do that and it works. And then we're like, well, whatever. I'm not even going to pay for an autoresponder because it's like we got the email. So now we get back to normal life. Got an email. Do some email marketing. I'm just going to blind carbon copy 500 at a time. So you got to send it over and over and over and all this and that. Set up the, the spreadsheet to where it makes it easier and we do that. Well, I kind of knew though deep down that you're not supposed to send these emails without an unsubscribe button. Like that... Mm. I don't know. I don't know. I knew, I knew better and I did it. But then it's like we don't have analytics and all that and we find out that there's a better autoresponder uh, called Send in Blue and they'll send it no matter what and all this and that. So we do it and it's not like no matter what. They want to know where you got it. But you just got to answer them like, okay, cool. Here, here, send them. Well, we send them and we get less than 10% or I think 10 something percent open rate. And so they shut the account down. They're like, well, if it's only 10% open rate, that's, that's so low that we can't like okay that. And it's like, well, what in the world? Why is it 10% open rate? Because even with uh, active campaign before, it was a much smaller list way before, but we're getting 30 to 40% open rates and not even 100% were getting delivered. So it's like, what's the deal? Well, so then we realized that the IP address from my email, steve at smellslikenew.com, is probably pinged within the spam community, like whatever, you know, so it's just not getting delivered or something. So it's like, oh God. Well, that happens at the same time as realizing smells like new is a bad name for professionalism and all that, which would seem like, oh, it's just one more thing, but it's actually good news that it comes at the same time because we just need to rebrand. So new brand, benchmarkairquality.com. We got the domain. So I'm going to go with Steven at benchmarkairquality.com and Restart the email process. Now, at the mercy of the email autoresponder, that they'll just redo it. And I explained all this that I explained through the email that that's what we want to do. We got a new IP address. We're going to send them legitimately. And they are, I assure you, they're my emails. I didn't steal. And uh, so hopefully they'll let us do it. And, uh, and that. And yeah, so that's that. So then, so now it's like, okay, we've got the emails. Last time we got together, the emails were uh, on the list of the most important things to do. We got to send these five soap opera emails and then start hitting the list, hitting the list, sending them offers. And, and you send an offer every day. So eventually someone's going to buy and you're going to start to come up. And it's like, that was the plan. And I felt so good about it, but then it all fell apart. And then it falls apart. So you kind of pretend like, oh, who cares? You don't need that anyway because you don't want to get bogged down in it. But the fact of the matter is that is the next step on the linear activation plan to the target, right? So we just got to pick up the pieces and go with it. So there's a, you know, there's like a five-step thing to do to get this back rolling and we don't know how it's going to go. But the fact that we know what's next and we can just do it, I mean, brings a little relief. So that's where we're at. 
Oh, man. And then so that's that. And then the webinar. So Pat took the book, the Active Peer book, and he's a webinar writing machine, supposedly. Well, yeah, I mean, he is. I mean, last time he sat down to write on it, I mean, he just flowed and it was good. So hopefully he gets a good webinar together and we'll just start shooting it. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll shoot it a hundred times if we have to before it's perfect. And then we'll, we'll make a video out of it. We'll make the, the, the application funnel with the webinar and make millions start sending it to affiliate link or affiliate groups you know through the other people's groups and everything else and so who knows hopefully it all works out before the world crumbles all right that's the that's the episode for today y'all thanks for listening love y'all bye i gotta open my phone actually oh 28 minutes stop